I should have introduced myself. I'm Father John Rutten, chaplain at the University of South Dakota's Newman Center, and uh, I'm grateful to be here to ask to be um, the priest tonight for your Christmas liturgy. I think our other priest here is just trying to get back at me. Um, and as he did what he just did up here, I thought, I think these people know him. <laughs> so just do whatever. But when I came in for Mass in the sacristy, he was looking through the vestments for the chasuble, and there's a white chasuble in there, which is the color for the day. If you, you know, you know there's the colors of the season, and um, and I just took one quick look at the white chasuble and I said, I'll be wearing red. And he said, well, you can't do that. It's not the color for the day. For the day. And I, <laughs> I said to him, well, we can wear something festive at least. And that chasuble, why would I wear that? I said, well, I... <laughs> I was like, I'm glad I didn't tell him what I really thought of the chasuble. So, we have now discovered what it means to have an invalid Mass versus an illicit Mass. <laughs> this will be a valid Mass, and Jesus will come down on this altar in a gift that we could never have conceived. But the lyseity of it is, are you doing it the way you're supposed to? Well, we can stretch this red as being festive, but I don't know that we can stretch changing the gospel for the night. <laughs> but God will still come. And isn't this the gift that really we receive with Christmas is that we receive how much of life is our creation. And it's not wrong. It's the way in which God created us to create of the things that we are given, to steward what it is that we have to be instruments of other persons that come into this world. But if that's the way that we live life, we end up in a place where we think everything has to be done by me. And life can become anxiousness and worry and fear and doubt. Because inside the heart, we sort of recognize something doesn't add up to my might. But Christmas is a reminder to us that life at its depths is actually gift. We receive. We receive from the church. We receive from Christ. We receive from those that who have come before us. And so you, parishioners here at St. Joseph, receive from all those that came before you. I wasn't merely just struck by the horizon when I came in. I was struck by your stained glass windows. I've never been here. You're the first time that I've ever met St. Joseph's in Elk Point. And then to come in and to have a flurry of things that happen and the mass starts and then to hear this organ. And I thought, my gosh, this is beautiful. And then the voice that comes with it, I'm thinking, what is this? A gift. And sure, I could probably pick out lots of other things that don't feel like what I want. But Christmas reminds us that the midst of the world, there was lots of things that people didn't want. 
There was lots of ways in which things weren't going the way that people wanted. But one who wanted to see and upturn things as a gift drew people, look here, not there. And so this season, Christmas, is the church's gift to remind us where we are to look for the fulfillment that our heart desires to him and to the church. And in the midst of the church, we gather together to celebrate and receive his body. There's an interesting paradox that goes with Christianity, and we see it at work in this season. We have the great uh, hymn that we love, Silent Night. Oh, holy night. We have the image of driving in and the horizon as it is and beautiful sort of slumbering. But our reading says that I will not be silent. What a paradox. And in the midst of something that I encounter a silence, I myself don't want to be silent. But this is the way in which God works. Now he works uniquely and individually in every person's life. But the broad strokes that he paints is he enters in a quiet way and he draws us day by day. And then the moment happens where we have to share what it is we've met with the world. And meeting the people that we meet in the world might just be the people around our dinner table tonight or the people you see in the grocery store or it might be something even bigger a podcast or a place in which more people listen to you. But if we don't understand the way in which he enters, we'll never understand why it is that people for 2,000 years have proclaimed this solemn night to be the thing that leads us home. It happens in little ways. It happens in subtle ways. And it takes time. So for some of you, maybe spent 60 years, 70 years as a part of this parish and life has this particular way that it is for you. The traditions that you have have come down. But for others, maybe it's brand new. For some to sit around table with the people you'll be with, you'll think, humbug. And for others, the same people you used to look at and wonder why you suddenly recognize as a gift. What is it that changes our hearts and minds? What is it that moves us and draws us near? Do we recognize the same one who came to the shepherds in the countryside? For they didn't leave or they didn't arrive proclaiming God. They arrived in a silent, subtle way. And it wasn't until this face-to-face encounter that then it says they went and spoke of him. And so too for us. To pray that we might see in this night a little way, a silent way, in which someone is drawing us near. And maybe we don't even understand what's happening, but trust that in time, he'll show his face. 
at the Mass at Dakota Dunes just a minute ago, I had a recollection of a really amazing movie that was an important part of my childhood. Home Alone. (laughs) I was 12 years old. And I remember the first time I watched that movie. It occurred to me tonight, as those voices were singing at St. Teresa of Calcutta, the same song that was sung inside that church that Macaulay Culkin went into. I believe that was the moment that seared my soul at 12 years old. And it's really the reason I keep watching that movie. Sure, the slips on the ice and the shenanigans help me laugh and realize life is worth living. But it occurred to me tonight, something in that song hit me at 12 years old. And that song isn't a movie or make-believe. That song originates from reality of someone trying to communicate the depths of their heart and experience. And not a mere experience that was putting on a play, but an experience that they had in this world. And a telling of a story of one who had come as gift in this silent way, in a silent night. I'm 45, and it just hit me. And you are the first people that I get to proclaim. God is here. And he was in my living room. Do you believe? Do you believe that he's after you? Do you see the possibility that even if you didn't see then, maybe in a moment, something back then will hit you? I ran into somebody the other day who, at 55, started going to daily Mass. She was really surprised and wants everyone to know, you guys, there's no music. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) And after that, she says to me, I don't know why everyone isn't there. It's so beautiful. I don't know why everyone isn't there either. But what I do know is God's after everyone. And that's why he came to Bethlehem as a gift. And that gift continues to unfold in centuries and in families 
and in each human heart. And every one of you has a particular journey that is unique and individual and known only to God. But the broad stroke is, he wants you to see your life as a gift. And this night, to receive that gift and pray that what is silently moving inside your heart as he moves down your body might become a moment in which wherever you go, you might speak of him. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to people of goodwill. Merry Christmas.